Hi, this is John Ojaka from MusicMarketingManifesto.com, and you're listening to Behind the Note Podcast. You're listening to Behind the Note Podcast, brought to you by a musician for musicians. Here, you will get advice toward a successful music career. This show is made to educate, inspire, motivate, and empower. Now, here is your host, Chris Davis. Hello. Thank you so much for pressing play today. This is episode 37, and we have a great show for you once again. Now, I'm so thankful because today we have someone who's not a musician for the first time in the history of this show. And I'm thankful for that because this person is really an expert in what they do. This person is a professional copywriter. In other words, a professional writer. Not copyright as in don't duplicate the CD because it's illegal, but a professional writer, a freelance writer. Copywriting is for the purpose of advertising or marketing. The copy is meant to persuade someone to buy a product or influence their beliefs in a good way. We only use our powers for good. So I'm so happy to introduce to you today, Miss Angel Woods. Hello, Angel. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. We're glad to have you today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. So what is your profession exactly? Oh, um, I am a freelance writer and editor, um, which I know makes me sound incredibly lazy, but uh, it's actually really hard. No, I, I just deal with a bunch of different clients. I do all sorts of writing for them, digital content management, which is a fancy way of saying uh, Facebook management. And, you know, I do Twitter and Instagram. It just depends on what the client needs. So how did you get started in this profession? Ooh, uh, so I actually, I was going to be a lawyer and then I thought that it would be soul killing. So, <laughs> so I decided not to go that way and I really enjoy writing. So I ended up in a writing program at DePaul uh, for my master's writing and publishing. And while I was there, I was a grad assistant and uh, they said, hey, do you want to work on our um, digital media, like for the website and, you know, kind of start a blog for us and do our Facebook and update the Twitter and stuff. So I said, hey, why not? Um, I don't even have a Twitter myself. So I had to kind of jump in and just kind of wade through and get to know everything. But I really kind of developed a feel for social media and I like working with it. So after that, I just kind of stumbled into clients and, you know, built something. So how long ago was that for you? When did you get started in in college? Ooh, probably about 2010 was when I started my master's program. So, um, of course, I've been on Facebook before then, but I started working with it professionally then. So what are your, some of your favorite parts of the job? Uh, I love that uh, different clients need different things. So I'm constantly working on something new. Um, I have one client who's in real estate, so it's kind of forcing me to get into real estate, which is interesting. I'm working on a technical manual for an electrolysis, an electrologist. So I'm like picking up everything about hair removal that you can think of. So I just I like learning about different subjects and it's constantly switching modes for me, which is good. And I'm at home when I need to be and I can go out and meet clients if I have to. But I kind of set my own schedule, which I like. So because you're a freelance writer, is it safe to say that you have a few different titles, such as perhaps maybe copywriter? Yeah. Content writer? Mm-hmm. Um, what are some other titles that you might have, depending on the job? Um, digital content management, which is, again, a fancy word of saying like blogger, Facebook, poster. Um, I do 
copywriting, which is the marketing aspect. Um, I've done straight editing, which is copy editing or editing. Um, I do ghost writing, which is I might write an article for a client and they put their name on it and it's their work, you know. So um, just all sorts of things. I write podcast material and oh, scripts yeah. and stuff. So. Oh, yeah, I might have to have yeah. you then. <laughs> definitely. I definitely need a script yeah. sometimes. <laughs> why, why would someone hire you? So uh, if you have... Uh, hair removal mm-hmm. or a real estate agent mm-hmm. why do they come to you what do they, what are they asking you for sure um i just think it's like everyone has their niche and their thing that they're really good at like you're into music i can't play a note so if i needed a musician i'd hire you um these people they have their professions and they might need a way to get that across and build a new audience or set up something and they just don't know how to write or don't like to write so they call me because that's my thing so why would a musician need you i think Social media is just huge, period. And especially in music, it's really important now. Like if you don't have a presence, you're kind of behind the game. So if you don't like to write as a musician, give me a call. Give another writer a call. Have them put together some content for you so you can kind of build your audience that way. So what are some things that are important in social media presence? Mm -hmm. What what should be there? Sure. Um, I think one of the biggest things is SEO, which is search engine optimization. Uh, The first thing you want to do is Google yourself. Like you should come up immediately. If you're not coming up, there's a problem, you know. So <laughs> now, my name is Chris Davis, uh-huh. and I play trumpet. And when I put that into Google, I do find myself. Okay, but that takes a little work. Do you understand that there's a Chris Davis <laughs> that plays Major League Baseball? Yeah, and yeah. this is a problem for me. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. there's also another Chris Davis <laughs> that plays trumpet. Right. He lives in Canada. Okay. So I have to do a little work. Do a to little search. Give myself. Near the top. Yeah. So for that reason, mm-hmm. I deliberately, um, I'm trying to, I should, I don't, I shouldn't say this publicly, but <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to give my listeners a hint on what to do because I have a, such a common name. Sure. I made sure that when I write my blog post and my podcast and when I'm doing other things that I tag my name. That is so smart. Yes. And, and I put, <laughs> and I put trumpet next mm-hmm. to it mm-hmm. so um if the other chris davis from canada is listening now you know my secrets <laughs> but people should be doing that for themselves Isn't exactly true? yeah i mean every photo that you put up every piece of material you definitely want to make sure that it's tagged correctly so that they can find you um don't be afraid to over tag it's not going to hurt you um google analytics works that way where it tries to um, basically quantify exactly what's in a website and they go through the website and they try to find the different tags that fit so the more photos that you have tagged the easier it's going to be for Google to find you. And as soon as they find you, then you end up in their algorithm and you pop up more often. So real quick, I want to make a mention that in previous episodes, we talked about some things that the listeners can go back and reference. So in episode number seven, we had John Ojaka on and we talked about music marketing and he kind of touched on what we're talking about, Angel. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're getting a different angle from you here today. And in episode 10, Steve Nixon talked about having an online business in episode 17, I gave five sales tips that will help people get more jobs. That's good. And then in episode 22, we talked about YouTube marketing and how people can use that to their advantage. So I wanted to take the time real quick to let you know that you can go back and listen to those again or for the first time. So I want to ask you, Angel, what, why is it important for a musician to have a blog? Because we just want to play music. Sure. Um, you know, I think... It's having content out there and it's showing it's a different way to connect to your audience. 
you may be able to find people who are willing to come out to your gig, which is great. But a lot of musicians can't just depend on that anymore. Um, you need your digital audience. You need the people who are listening to you on YouTube. And the best way to do that is to have them find you on your blog and connect to you somewhat personally, which is what you're going to use your blog for. Um, it's that informal content dump, basically. So whatever you're thinking about on a daily basis, um, whatever you feel about music, you know, just find a way to kind of bring that out to your audience so they can find you, follow you, be interested in what you're doing, which translates to like more people at your gig, more CD sales, you know, just more interest in you as a musician and a person. Are you telling me that I need to be vulnerable and tell people about my personal life? It doesn't have to be a diary. No, no, not at all. But like if you wake up and you're really excited about this new release that you're doing or you found a new musician that just is doing something amazing on the music scene, write something about it. You know, it doesn't have to be long. It can be a couple of paragraphs, but just something to say like, hey, I'm Chris Davis, the trumpeter, you know, and I'm out here and this is what I like to do. And if you like it, you know, feel free to support it. So it's just kind of connecting to people. If I have a new CD coming out mm-hmm. or, yeah, let's use the CD example. If sure. I have a new CD coming out, how can I use a freelance writer to my advantage to get CD sales? Mm-hmm. What, what would that Look include? Like. Yeah, Sure. Um, I think the main rule of thumb for when you hire writers, you want to look for someone who's into the 80-20 rule. Um, 80% of your content should be personal, humorous, um, just kind of revealing you as an artist and a person. And then the 20% should be marketing. So if you have someone who's like, let's just plug, plug, plug. And, you know, like, let's just sell yourself. I mean, yeah, it's it's cool to brand yourself and to make sure that, you know, you are mentioning the things that you're selling. But at the same time, when you overwhelm your audience with just, hey, buy this, they automatically disconnect from you. So you want to find someone who's able to bring that out and to at the same time just kind of say, hey, I do have other interests and, you know, you can listen to this stuff and find me here. And, you know, this is what I'm doing when I'm not doing music because then it brings them back and then they follow you and then they will be interested in your next release. So let's let's uh, give an example here. Sure. All right. So let's say, OK, right now, as we're recording this, it's the end of January 2015. I just dated the show. And let's say I have a CD that I want to release in April. So what would that timeline look like and how will we necessarily communicate? Would it be through the blog exclusively or would it be through email or, you know, how, how will we communicate? That's a good question. Um, I think you want to use multiple channels, but you want to know your audience. Like if you're dealing with, um, 40 year olds who are, you know, suburban middle class, you don't want to go for Twitter. You don't want to go for Instagram because those really aren't platforms that they use. Um, you more so want to focus on email and Facebook. Facebook uh, has a lot of older users. Email is really good for that. Um, you don't want to spam your users too. So you kind of want to set up, um, maybe a schedule to where you're being consistent, but not overwhelming for it. Um, Maybe do a newsletter in the couple of months before the uh, release is coming out. Don't talk about the release all the time, but you know, um, at the bottom of the newsletter, every time, maybe do a short little blurb on it, maybe include a track here or there, you know, just kind of like little tidbits and um, basically breadcrumbs that you can leave for your view. I mean, for your audience. Um, But it's basically just knowing feel wise, how old they are, what they're going to respond to, If you do have younger users, by all means, use Instagram. Take pictures of you in the studio. Hey, count down to album release. You know, I just think it's being creative and selling without being obnoxious, you know. Now, before we started recording, you asked me if I was, uh, do you remember what you asked me? Uh, You asked me if I was uh, advertising. 
Oh, are you doing uh, free PR? Free PR. Like press releases. Press yeah, releases. Yeah. What, what do we need to do okay. uh, as musicians mm-hmm. uh, as far as free press releases go? Sure. So um, if you've never set up a blog before and you set up a blog, congrats. Now you want people to know about your blog. So you should probably set up a free press release. There are a bunch of websites I can give you guys. Uh, you basically go on, you write something short, a little blurb about where you're from and what the blog looks like. You send it out and it's going to go to every news channel. Whoever picks it up and they're interested, they can retweet it, they can reblog it, they can write about it, they can contact you. It's just a great way to kind of get your marketing ball rolling for free. Where where are we mm-hmm. submitting this writing? Sure. Um, it's basically going out into, you know, the Internet universe okay. uh, through these sites and basically the Associated Press and everyone who's affiliated writing wise knows to check these. So these, you know, free PR sites will put your press release out for free. All right. Can you give us an example or two? Right sure. Off the top of your uh, let head? me give you the sites. Well, I signed up for HARO, which is uh, Help a Reporter Out, H-A-R-O. And they send emails. When you sign up, you get emails three times a day uh, at very specific times. And they tell you topics that they need help on. They need sources for their stories. So if you are knowledgeable in the area that they are looking for, then you can contact them and say, I know about what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. You can use me as a source. So then you got to schedule a time to talk. Mm-hmm. And then they they use your website as a source. So they'll say, I learned uh, so-and-so was my source. Angel Woods was my source, and her website is angelwoods.com. Mm-hmm. And you can check with her there. So that's good. That's a, I think that's a good form of that's PR. That's really good, too. Yeah, I haven't heard about that. About. Um, what I was talking about, the few sites that I know of, um, are PR Urgent, PRLog.org, and Newsvine. Those are the three biggest for your free websites. And um, don't be afraid, you know, if you're not a writer and it doesn't seem like the greatest press release, if you are afraid of your press release, you know, uh, not looking so great, go ahead and have somebody check it out. But it's basically just getting the who, the why, the what, the when and the where out, you know, and you can do that for anything, your new album, you can do it for a blog, you can do it for a gig, just kind of getting that information out there. So I can say I can write these paragraphs myself answering the basic questions who what where when why and just submit it mm-hmm. to these pr log pr urgent and, and what was the third and one newsvine newsvine dot mm-hmm. com yep all of these are dot com pr log is dot org the other two are dot com yeah all right We're and you can get google them they pop right up <laughs> thank you so much yeah sure so another good site to check out is definitely hypebot h-y-p-e-b-o-t dot com and it's basically um a compendium of everything that's music and technology related. So the intersection of music and technology is where you find Hypebot. Um, they write different articles on uh, how new artists should, you know, conduct themselves on social media, how older artists need to get into social media, how to do SEO and, you know, just any type of article that you might think of. They probably have something for it. All right. Thank you for that resource. Sure. So I have a question again about social media. Mm-hmm. Do I need a band page if I have a personal account and vice versa? Yes. Um, yes to both? You, yes. So if you have, for instance, uh, Chris Davis on Facebook.com, you definitely need a Chris Davis 
you know, band page because you're two distinct entities, even though, you know, one influences the other for sure. Um, you're going to need that one page, which is personal, the band page, which is distinct from that, which you can use for the marketing. You're not really going to market on your own page. I mean, you can, you know, but that's more so to like Aunt Lillian. But, you know, when you do Chris Davis, the band page and it's like, hey, this is, you know, my professional. Let me put up a copy of the flyer. Um, let me kind of interact with my audience. Like, let me let them know that this is distinct and separate, you know, still, of course, related, but um, just two different entities kind of branding wise. I have a question about email lists. Do you have any tips for building an email list? Sure. I'm, we're all ears. <laughs> okay. Um, do you know about MailChimp? Yes. Okay. So that's pretty common. But um, wait, mm-hmm. I know, but okay. I want to make sure everybody knows. <laughs> sure. So what is MailChimp? Okay. So it's basically like an email newsletter service. Uh, you set it up, you set up your newsletter. Uh, they basically let you build a template, you put it together, you get your list together, and they make sure that everyone on your list gets your newsletter um, on the set time that you want your newsletter to go out. So it's really handy. You're not worried about um, redundant newsletters going out. You're not worried about people on your list not getting them. Um, it's just, it takes the guesswork out of it. So that's a really great tip. Um, building your email list, I would say the best way is going through your social media and your websites. You know, just making sure that, you know, that join or follow me is very obvious. You know, and when you're at a gig, make sure that you have something available for people to sign up. You know, make sure that you're being diligent with those lists too. I've said this before. I need to say it again. Mm-hmm. When, when we go out to perform, personally, I like to go shake hands with the audience members that's good and i actually do ask for the email address Mm -hmm. and really i've never had anybody say no so Mm -hmm. now whether they might have given me a fake email address (laughs) i I don't think that's happened i I haven't had any returned Mm -hmm. so but i think asking is uh, very valuable Sure. That's a great way to build it. I think, too, another good thing, don't be afraid to add publications that you like to your email address. So, like, uh, for instance, Downbeat. If you're into jazz and you read Downbeat and and you want them to receive your newsletter, go ahead and send it to their basic, you know, um, email address. And it might end up in this dump where all of their other emails end up in. But at the same time, they're going to go through that eventually. You know, they're going to read it. They're going to see it. And it can't help. I mean, can't help or it can't Can't hurt. hurt. Yeah. (laughs) So. All right, Angel, you've been great. I want to have one more question for you. Can you tell us what direct response marketing is? Okay, That's a toughie. Um, I'm going to say it's it's moving your targeted audience, uh, the casual person that you may want to connect with. It's getting them from point A to B. Um, So, like, let's say, for instance, you have. Uh, someone who finds you on your YouTube channel and, you know, that that person, that casual impression that you see at the bottom of the page or someone who may have commented, how do you get them from just being that casual listener to someone who's following you, showing up at your gigs, uh, if you do lessons, taking your lessons, um, basically, how do you move them through those steps to connect with you? And um, I think that the best way to do that is just being consistent in your responses to your audience. Um, So like, for instance, on Twitter, it's really easy when you have a gig to just put out something and say, hey, we're playing here tonight, you know, come and see us. Um, Statements are great, but open-ended questions are better because you're connecting with your people who are following you. So you could change that to say, um, hey, we have a gig tonight. What would you really like to hear us play? 
or what do you really like about this venue or, you know, what don't you like about this venue? Um, And then as you get those responses, make sure that you're reaching out and responding to your listeners and I mean to your audience so that uh, they do feel that connection with you and you can move them to that next step where they do show up at the gig. And then when you have that, you know, sign up list that's available and you do get them onto your email list, you know, whether or not they're giving you the fake one or the real one, they start getting your newsletter. Then as they get your newsletter, they're connecting with you that way. They might, you know, they may end up on your blog and as they end up on your blog, you know, you have that person who's like, you know, your audience, they're firmly in your corner. They know to look for Chris Davis, you know. Oh, that's really good. When we do things right, really, our YouTube channel and Twitter and Facebook and our email list all of that is really connected yeah. with one singular purpose in mind for the end result. I think it's important to know your end result, too. A lot of musicians get started and it's like, hey, I just want people to know me. And that's great. You know, uh, a lot of people, you know, it is great having that presence. But what point is your presence? You know, um, are you driving certain sales? Are you trying to get people in the seats? Do you want to make sure that they know about your album? Like, What's the point? And then once you have that point in mind, it kind of drives your social media. It drives your blog. Um, Again, it's not to be obnoxious and say, hey, you know, buy this, buy this, buy this. But it's like, this is what I do. And once you know who I am through all of these different channels, if you like it, support it, you know, and people will support it. Like I found so many artists through random YouTube clicks. And, you know, when I do like them, I immediately look for that website. If the website is well put together, then I may find them on Twitter. I may follow them there, you know? So it's like, I'm not in, you know, the music world, but as a music listener, these are the things that I do, you know? So I'm looking for that. That's very good. Your, your opinion is valuable for that reason. Mm-hmm. So we're thankful to have you yeah, right now sharing with us. <laughs> so, I don't have anything else for you today. I think you've been great. Is there anything you want to leave us with? I think you've done a great job. Uh, no, just, yeah, keep keep blogging. Be consistent. Um, use pictures, too. Pictures are a big thing. So if you're tweeting, Facebooking, uh, whatever, make sure that there's a picture with your content. Um, I think they say users respond 80% more to photographs and just regular tweets and Facebook posts. So, okay, yeah. now, now I have another question. <laughs> okay. I was about to let you go. But... I really don't have any Photoshop skills. Mm-hmm. And so what can I do about that as far as just making sure I always put a picture up with maybe a caption or something like that? You know, it's a handy tool. And if you don't have Photoshop, which can be expensive, too, um, I would say use PowerPoint. You know, if you do have Microsoft Word on your laptop or borrow somebody's laptop or go to the, you know, inter, um, go to the library and use their laptops for free, uh, just go on a PowerPoint, take your photo. You can manipulate it really easily there. And then you can save it as any format that you want. So if you want to save it as a JPEG and upload it that way, you can save it as a PNG and upload it. Um, you can even do GIFs on, um, you know, PowerPoint. So it's just a really handy tool if you're not familiar with, um, you know, Photoshop in general. You can also go to Bing Images, which is really great because they deleted clip art on Microsoft. So if you're looking for an image, um, maybe if not you in particular, but just of like, oh, I want to show a trumpet, but I don't want to get sued by someone, <laughs> go to Bing, uh, search for trumpet, 
And then they give you an option to search for licenses. So you want to choose an image that's free to share and use. And whatever pops up, you can use, you know, wherever you want. So marketing um, on your website, you know, that's a good way to find images. Thank you so much, Angel. Sure, yeah. Now, how can we contact you in the future? Okay, uh, yeah, if you're interested in any uh, writing and editing, uh, you can contact me at angel.woods, the number is 86 at gmail.com. Thank you so yeah, much. Thank you for having me. Take it easy. All right, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the show. These are some things that I've been wanting to bring to your attention, just in case you're not already aware of them, because this is the kind of thing that business people are already doing. And I know as musicians, we don't think about these things. All we really think about is performing and all we want to do is write music. But you have to think about the business part as well. And writing is part of it. It's a very large part of it, especially with the digital age we live in now. So if you don't want to do that thing yourself, hire somebody like Angel to write for you on your behalf. They can even write as if uh, they can they can even write in your voice. So. Uh, Angel left, but there's a couple more things that she pointed out to me that I forgot to mention in the episode earlier, and I want to tell you now. Number one, make sure you always hyperlink. So when you have something on your page that you're writing and you mention something you did in the past, like, for example, maybe you all, always performed at the Village Vanguard, then make sure that you link to the Village Vanguard because backlinks give you more credibility in the end on your site. All right. So that's something you want to do. Also make sure that that link opens in a brand new window because you don't want to take traffic away from your site. So that's going to help you out. Uh, Tip number two, when you put photos up, make sure that you actually include a caption that is detailed because that also helps your ranking for your site. So for example, in my case, I have a very common name. We talked about this. Chris Davis is this a common name, first and last name. And I'm competing with major league baseball players and another trumpet player in Canada. And I actually have a best friend who we both share the same first and last name who plays trombone. So what's going to set us apart? Well, one thing that you can do is in your photos, uh, add specific captions and tag words that are relevant in your photo. All right, so those are the tips. Thank you so much for pressing play today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's a little different, but I feel it's something that we really need to be mindful of, so I want to bring this to your attention. And the last thing is this. You forgot your gift. I have a gift for you at behindthenote.com slash gift. Go ahead right now and pick it up. It's there waiting for you. It has your name on it, all right? That's all for today. Thank you so much for pressing play. God bless you.